Good afternoon. Welcome to this edition of the Richard Urban Show. I'm your host, Richard Urban. We're very happy today to have Rhonda Hercules on. She's running for the second congressional district for the U.S. House of Representatives here in West Virginia. So please introduce yourself. Thank you. Thank you for having me. My name is Rhonda Hercules. Um, I'm running for U.S. House of Representatives. As you said, I'm a lifelong resident of Wheeling, West Virginia. Uh, other than spending summers with my father in Tucson, Arizona, I've lived here all my life. Uh, my day job is as a secretary of operations for High County Schools. I also serve as secretary for the Brooke County Republican Executive Committee, district captain for Convention of States, and president of the High County Public Schools Federal Credit Union. Uh, I'm running for Congress because I've lost all faith in government. I believe we're in the last battle for our constitution. And if citizens don't stand up and take this country back, we're gonna lose it. We're gonna lose all of our freedoms. Um, the, the great reset and that global agenda is gonna require we give up our sovereignty. And we need to realize that before it's too late. So, you know, this year, all 435 seats of the House of Representatives are up for election. And I think we should put patriotic Americans in every seat. I, I think that's, yeah, I think that only the people are the ones that are going to respect and restore the Constitution. You know, the, the globalists in Washington have sold us out. It's plain to see, even more so now since the election, that there is no Republican and there is no Democrat. There's globalists and there's Americans. So we need to take our rightful place and step back up and be, take our government. Okay, so you you were talking about, yeah, the kind this kind of um, lack of integrity. So would would you say that's the biggest issue facing the United States right now? I mean, what what is the biggest issue in in your opinion? Well, I think that very few people realize how many UN policies we've adopted. While they're tearing down the Constitution, we are adopting policy after policy that are United Nations policies and NATO. Um, and I think most people do not realize that. Hmm. And, and, and that's what they want. It's not what we're going to want, but that's what they want. Hmm, that's very interesting. You know, in one, one field, like, as you know, I'm interested in, you know, the um, helping youth in staying sexually absent and being successful, you know, in their lives. Well, one of our speakers last time, I don't know if you got a chance to see that, it was April Gallard, was talking about, like, basically all the different arguments at the UN, she lobbies for the Families United at the UN, um, will come down to, you know, they want to insert comprehensive sex education or abortion language and basically every kind of document, every kind of policy. And, um, yeah, so I think... You know what? What do you what do you think about the issue of um, more on a local level? Like, like should we, or how would you say anyway, an education policy level? Should we help youth by you know emphasizing in like education materials, staying absent before marriage, for you know, and the benefits of that? It, should that be emphasized? Absolutely, absolutely, I agree with that. I. <laughs> It, it doesn't hurt anything. I mean, I think what's going on in the schools right now is detrimental to our children. And we, we can see that with the, the suicide rates in our children are 
out of this world. I mean, they're off the charts right now. There's something wrong. And I can't believe that we can't put our finger on that. You know, all this ESL and uh, CRT, it's detrimental to our, our society as well as to our children, to their mental health. And yeah. that's not what with the CRT and all that stuff is not, it, they're promoting absolutely opposite of any kind of abstinence or they want these kids sexually active. They want to talk to them in pre-K and kindergarten. Yeah, th that's true. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't realize, I mean, kind of the CRT thing has come up and it's not super, in my studies, super clearly defined, you know, what it is. But the thing that has been clearly defined, and I've been know about it because I've been like working in the, uh, you know, youth health abstinence center education for a couple decades plus, is that you know so-called comprehensive sex education, which doesn't sound bad, but it is very bad, is really what's being pushed extensively, and that does include the LGB agenda and all of that, and does include you know saying that children can and should you know explore sexually does not include any serious um how do you say uh information or the benefits of sexual abstinence so i mean that is really really a problem and i don't think enough people you know realize that and i think a lot of it is what we're bombarding the kids with it's everywhere uh, you can't escape it it's it's everything online it's it's every game they play it's every show they watch it's it's just everywhere and now it's 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 in the classroom so, yeah yeah i agree so as you know a house member you know what do you see as your role in serving the people like what what can you do in in that role you know, how would you see the role of the federal government, like overall? Well, for the finance, as you know, they're all yelling for tax increases now. We need to go back. We already pay way too many taxes. You already don't own anything in this country. We're already a socialist country. You pay for your home. You never own it. You don't own your home. You don't own your car. I don't think there should be personal property taxes. Once you pay for something, your home, you should own it. You shouldn't have to pay the government for the rest of your life for it. That's right. one thing I'd like to see happen. Um, I do not want a digital ID. I think it's going to be invasive. It's going to be the modern day slavery. Uh, we need an internet bill of rights. The, the consumer of the 20th century is going to be the consumed of the 21st century if we don't get some kind of ownership of our own data. Um, data mining is, is the, the gold rush of the 21st century. Mm -hmm. We have to get a handle on that. Everything that's been done so far has been done to benefit corporations. There's nobody in Washington looking out for the people or the consumer. And we need that. We need real people in government. Mm -hmm. So the digital ID, I'm familiar with the concept of the vaccine ID, which is a type of digital ID. Are you talking about even more 
So that's tracking your movements or whether you're vaccinated or not, things like that. Is this something even more extensive, like maybe an ID to do commerce or what, how would you define the digital ID? That ID is going to span over every aspect of your life. Um, it's going to be able to pick up your biometric data and immediately deliver it. Uh, you're going to have a social credit score. I mean, you could be, you could be, it could be, say you go to church. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, they could say, well, you go to church on Sunday, you have much more chance of catching COVID because you go around all these people every Sunday. So we're going to lower your score. And everything, every aspect of your life is going to be controlled by that score. So how would they know you went to church? Because it's something like Google Maps is tracking all the time. Yes, it'll know where you are. It'll know all your biometric data. I mean, it'll be able to, it'll be able to tell your reaction if you're watching the State of the Union address. Right. You know, it'll be able to tell how you feel about what they're telling you. It, 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 people don't realize how invasive that's going to be. It's going to be very invasive. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Um, yeah, that, that, that is, you know, certainly important, you know, to protect like those God-given rights, those constitutional freedoms. What about the idea of um, on another topic, like voting integrity? So I know it, that's mostly a state issue as far as the rules for voting, but we do know, I believe it was HR1 that was trying to federalize the mail-in ballots and basically create that system, in my opinion, of vast fraud that we saw in the last election. I mean, how do you feel of, about that? You know, the election integrity, those efforts to federalize rules for uh, regarding elections, what's your opinion on that? I don't believe the federal government should be involved in elections. They have not been, and you're absolutely right. The reason they're trying to, to insert themselves is to perfect the fraud. Uh, and the fraud is nothing new. The first time this situation with these particular machines was brought to light was way back in 2004 in Ohio. So this is nothing new. Um, there are some good patriots that have been telling them and been writing letters and trying to get get the message to them that they know it's happening. Uh, and, you know, we see it more now than ever. In 2020, we actually saw it. They, they not only were the machines changing votes, but we could see with the ballot drop boxes. Um, right. There's going to be a good documentary coming out real soon, 2,000 Mules. It's going to show you exactly how they use the drop boxes to commit fraud. Um, one thing about all those people that were being those mules, they all carried cell phones. So they were all tracked and traced carrying a cell phone. So we know what they did and where they were and how, how they perpetrated that. And, and um, all of that's going to come out. I have, I have faith that all of that's going to be exposed. Right. Right. So what do you think? Like, I know some of the um, there were the challenges to electoral college votes by some senators and congressmen. I know that like um, Congressman Mooney, he, he one challenge, he said, no, you know, remember when they're challenging the votes from certain states, 
and one he voted yes. <laughs> and I'm not sure about McKinley, but what do you think? Should the should the congressmen and senators have challenged those electoral votes from some of the states like Pennsylvania or others? Was that the right thing to do? I think that for our integrity, when you see something that immense and that wrong, yes, I think everybody should have said something. And anybody that didn't is no good in my book. They all need to go. I think every last one of them there needs to be replaced. All of them. And we can do so much better. I, I mean, you, you saw what, no matter what you think of Donald Trump, he showed us in four years what could be done. And look what he accomplished with all the adversity he faced. Now, can you imagine what we could accomplish if we just went in there and took it over? Because we are, we're infiltrated at every level and we, and we can see it, you know, we can see it now. It, it's all through our government. It's all through our, our education system. It's all through our higher learning. It's all, through all of our corporations. It's just everywhere. And the only way we're going to combat that is to turn around and for lack of a better word, infiltrate it right back, take it back. There's no reason we can't do this. That's true. People need to be aware. And hopefully this in is helping people know what candidates these interviews are like yourself are saying. Um, so that brings up kind of another issue. I've blogged about it on my site. You may or may not have seen, but like God in the public square. So what I mean is that whether you're a politician or anybody else, do you think you should be free to discuss issues of faith? For instance, no, I'm now I'm clearly not talking about establishment of religion or anything. But just discussing issues of faith, because actually, you know, those matter, obviously, and they can't really be separated from issues of integrity, values, whatever, in my opinion. But anyway, what's your take on it? You know, the Constitution says they cannot make any law that favors a religion. Right. So, yeah, I mean, why can't you discuss your religion? They can't make a law that favors any religion. Right. Establish. No matter what it is, you should be allowed to discuss it. Absolutely. Yeah. And that falls into free speech, too. You know, yeah, it I, does. But yeah, yeah you get in this kind of uh, what I think is a weird atmosphere or hostile, you could say sometimes, where, you know, that doesn't seem to be something that's. Um, of that, some people are comfortable with but it, it shouldn't i don't think it should be an, it shouldn't be an issue you know as long as it's not um established you know why it's religion. been made an issue it's been made an issue for what's going on right now to lose the sovereignty to be part of that one world government you're going to have to lose your sovereignty and lose god they don't want god in the picture anymore they want your god to be the government that's why the atmosphere has become what it's become. Right, right. Yeah, well, that, that's a good point. I, that's true. So uh, on another topic, like all these, um, and I, based on your discussion, um, well, anyway, let's see just what you want to say about it. So I know it's on your website, you are talking about medical freedom. So uh, we see like now um, the Biden administration pushing back on even removing the long overdue, you know, travel mandates and things like that. Um, how, so maybe you, you just iterated to some extent, but maybe 
tell tell the voters clearly what you think about these kind of like mass mandates and these kind of um, mandates for workers in government or even in private mandates, but also government mandates for like uh, vaccination, things like that. What, what's your opinion on it? They're totally unconstitutional. I spent almost a decade in college studying biology and chemistry and basic medical laboratory techniques. I knew from the minute they said PCR test that this was all a lie. That all this for a virus they haven't even isolated. It's all a computer model. Now, really, do we really believe that? I mean, if this virus were so deadly, you have to be tested to know you have it. I mean, it's all so fantastical. I don't understand how anybody still believes it. I mean, you can almost tell who watches television all day. There's not one study out there that tells you that a mask protects you from a virus. That's true. Yeah. Not one. And there's many, 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 many of them that tell you the opposite. You know, they talk about the Spanish flu all the time when they want to talk about this. And the fact being known, there were a lot of deaths during the Spanish flu from the mask wearing. And Fauci knew this. He wrote a paper on it. A lot of the deaths were from bacterial pneumonia from the excessive wearing of masks. Um, The best analogy I've seen is wearing a mask to protect you from a virus. It makes about as much sense as putting a chain link fence up to keep mosquitoes out of your yard. I mean, right. it's just, it's a particle that's so small. And, and now you're seeing that they question germ theory too. So I think that we've been told so many lies that the truth is going to set us free. I think that there's, I just told my husband not long ago, I said, I can't wait to learn everything all over again, because I think a lot of what I've learned is a lie. I really do. Um, it's very unconstitutional. This, this is not about health or a virus. This is about the Great Reset, the New World Order, the One World Government. It's about control. That's all it's about. Well, I agree. And, Otherwise, you can't really explain a lot of the, the lockdowns are counterproductive, the mass mandates, all, the, all these uh, or these kind of things. And any of us that know science, just it's just laughable. It's just ridiculousness, the things that I still see some people wearing masks. And I just want to go up and tell them, look, that's going to make you ill. Please take that off. It's, it's fear. It's using fear is what it is. That's, that's all it is. Right. And, you know, lockdowns are coming again. I think they're going to try that with us again. And I sure hope that we learn from the last time. We can't let that happen again. Right, I agree. I agree with that. So, so when you're elected, you know, as you're elected, if you're elected, then what would be your very, very top priority? Like your your top top uh, action step. Uh, I want to, I want to work on that internet bill of rights. There are a lot of people that have really good ideas. I'd like to gather some people together and start on that. Um, I definitely want to do anything and everything I can 
to restore our constitution and get the UN out of my government. Um, and that right there is going to be a lot of work. And only people like me even desire to do it. And only somebody like me that won't know their limitations will do great things. Uh, I believe that. Amen. Amen. So, yeah, on, a, on another topic. So do you support like a national concealed carry bill? So I know that um, in states like West Virginia, we can carry. I know there's been several efforts to get like a national bill where there'd be reciprocity in every state. Like, obviously, we can't like go to Maryland, you know. What do you think about that? I would support that wholeheartedly. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, I tell a lot of people. You, you better thank your lucky stars that we are still armed. You know, we were supposed to be disarmed by now. The schedule they had, they wanted guns out of our hands already. You should thank your lucky stars that we still have that capability because I believe if we didn't, we would have had much more severe lockdowns and a lot more issues, more like um, you saw what happened in Australia uh, just, just the overreach was bad enough, but I feel that it would have been much worse mm. if we were disarmed. I do. So yeah, I would wholeheartedly, we, that is a right that we need to make sure we always have. We're all safer for that. We are, we really are. Amen. Amen. Yeah. One interesting issue is a corollary to what we talked about with the, uh, what I call vaccination choice. I've been working on that in West Virginia. But as you may know, you know, in 1986, there was a bill passed that took away the liability of, you know, the drug companies for um, vaccine injuries. And then, um, you know, the amount number of vaccines skyrocketed and injuries, mm -hmm. although it was nothing like COVID, but it still was a, a, uh, a lot of people were injured. So... Yes. I mean, considering that, I mean, and one interesting thing, like, you know, there's been the movies like you may have heard of, like Vaxxed, where, you know, yes. a lot of these points came out. But to mm -hmm. my knowledge, that guy in the movie, the movie came out, I think now, let's see, what's 2022, at least, was it four or more years ago than that? Anyway, it's been a while or even six yeah. years ago. And mm -hmm. then that guy, William Thompson, according to the movie, was expected to testify before Congress. And he was never called to Congress. It's mind-boggling. Like, never was there hearing, hey, Mr. Thompson, what, what, what are you talking about? What happened? So, I mean, wow. Do you have any comments on that? I think the vaccines are all part of the plan, too. Uh, they're... I had a friend in college that had an autistic child. And he swore that that's what caused his, his injury. And I used to tell him, oh, how can you say that? You know, that coming up with the vaccine was a crowning achievement of humankind. I don't know how you could say that. Now I see it. It's just, it's not the concept. The concept is a good thing. It's, pri it's kind of priming your immune system. You know, a live or an attenuated virus introduced into the immune system spurs your immune system to produce the antibodies and when it sees it again it'll take care of it that's not what we're doing that's not what's in vaccines and this thing that they're calling a vaccine is messenger rna therapy it's not a vaccine you right. know they literally had to change the definition 
online a vaccine to fit this in their repertoire um you know and after seeing the evidence you know when fauci started at the niaid and bill gates took over with his vaccine initiative for children in the 90s uh 12.8 of our children had a chronic or an autoimmune disease now over 54% of our children have a chronic or an autoimmune disease. Yeah, that's a real crisis. So, and it corresponds with more and the, the, the vaccine initiatives. There's, there's way more vaccines now than you or I ever got. Way more. That's true. Uh, and, you know, we have to take a hard look at that. That's, and, and that's what they don't allow you. That, that, that law in 1986 closed a lot of the book on that even though there's been a lot paid out um the government hires their own doctors to sit in on those cases their yeah, own it's doctors. not a real court there's just like one uh, right vaccine they call it a vaccine court, court. yeah right right and the government a lot of cases are thrown out well they had uh, i want to say his name was zimmerman but i don't want to misquote uh, one of the government's own doctors saw the correlation between the MMR vax and autism within 24 hours of him telling the government that they no longer needed his services. So right. anybody that's going to be truthful, they're going to get rid of, right. you know, so, you know, the guilt is there. We need to combat that. We need to get rid of that. And we yeah, need yeah. I think there's a lot of conflict. Of interest. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm to the point now where I don't want to say I'm an anti-vaxxer, but I'm real close, real close. And, and it's like I said, it's not the concept was a great achievement, but I don't think that's what's really going into those vials. There's there's mercury and, you know, all other the, the yeah, thermocell. Yeah. I don't know. They say they've gotten rid of that, but there's something there that's causing a problem. And, yeah, yeah, definitely. So, well, yeah. And then also the whole idea of how effective they are or aren't but um yeah we have a fact sheet about that and i'll share with you yes those diseases were on the decline and almost gone before we ever started vaccinating yeah that's true yeah very true very true yes yeah so as we're coming i think near the conclusion of the interview i um so like what differentiates you from your opponents why should the voters uh choose you on well, I guess the early voting star, but anyway, on uh, May 10th. Well, I'd like to tell you what Mooney and McKinley were doing while we were locked down. While we were struggling to keep our freedom, they were sitting back buying stocks in the very companies that produce the hardware and the software for the digital ID. So while we were struggling to remain free, they were sitting back and banking on our new slavery. They were they were supporting that. Uh, McKinley bought a lot of stocks in um, Cerner, which is now Oracle. It's that's a huge multinational company that produces, like I said, the hardware and the software for that digital ID. And another big one was Raytheon, which is military industrial complex. Right. You know. Um, that's been a lot of his his shtick while he's been in there. He has just really enriched himself 
you know. So um, I tell people and I just put it out on social media just recently. I will not buy one stock while I'm in office and I will sign my name to that. If I am elected, you know, I've put thousands and thousands of hours of research into this since I've always kept up on things. And I'm a reader and a writer and a thinker. But if I'm elected, I will dedicate my entire life to this. I will dedicate 24-7. I'll be the best informed. If there's something I don't know, I'll learn it. And I'm a quick learner too. So that won't be me. There, there won't be any question in anybody's mind whose side I'm on. It'll be the side of the people and for the prosperity of our nation. Well stated, well stated. Well, yeah, I wanna thank you very much for you know, your, your time today. If you have any further thoughts, you can um, share them. I, I think we've covered a lot of bases. So I hope everyone I do, will, yes. yeah, will get out. I would and, like to come down and visit you sometime too. Yeah, we we'll have a workshop coming up soon. You can join that if you want. Yeah, that I would, would be love great. to. Yeah, that great. would be great. Great to see you. Yeah, we'll keep a post about that. Okay. Well, yeah, thank you so much for uh, joining us today. We'll make this available on podcast and video. And so I'm your host, Richard Urban. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time.